Greetings, friends. I'm John Haspel. This is a Dhamma talk from Cross River Meditation Center in Frenchtown, New Jersey. If you find benefit from this talk, please support the restoration, the preservation, and the presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma with your donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace. So, well, let me read this part. In this poem, the nun Mithakali recounts her growing, uh, going forth, still affected by continued clinging to wrong views, ignorant of Four Noble Truths. Finally, from her well-concentrated mind, free from the influences of, the, of worldly association, her mind cleared. So, in other words, she just practiced the Dhamma, and ultimately she came to an understanding. So, uh, Mithakali. Going forth with conviction from home to homelessness... I wandered here and there, always craving for recognition and material gain, eye-making. Chasing an ordinary goal, I missed the highest pursuit. Driven by greed, aversion, and deluded thinking, I remained in ignorance, asleep. Then, sitting in a quiet space, I suddenly came to my senses. She's referring to Jhana and the Eightfold Path. I I suddenly came to my senses. The path I am on is a miserable path. My path is founded on craving and desire. Now, aging and illness are my constant companions. Death is inevitable, and I have no time for for mindlessness. Seeing clearly impermanence in the arising and passing away of the five clinging aggregates, I arise as if if from a slumber. She understood the nature of her own eye-making. My mind released. The awakened one's eightfold path is now complete. So the whole point of this poem is this awakened nun describing a miserable life lacking the understanding developed through the eightfold path and the freedom uh, that's developed no matter what point in her life. That's an important part in this. As Mithakali aged, she then awakened and she's, she's describing the pure peace of that awakening letting all of the world behind, not being caught up in greed, aversion, rooted in deluded thinking, wanting anything in this moment to be different, including the quality of our minds. So that's the, that's the talk for today. Uh, I hope you find it useful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just a reminder to keep on the path, isn't it? Yeah, it just gives you hope to not give up and, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really what the, this Terragatha and Terragatha are all about. It's, it's awakened monks and nuns saying, this is what I did and this is what you get. And that's why I really enjoy it so much. It's slightly different than the Dhammapada in that the, all of them are teaching what life was like before and what it's like now. And so it is, it, it gives us great encouragement. So, um, so I, the, I, and again, whenever you want to get off, get off, it's fine. I don't want to keep you if you're uncomfortable. But two things. One is you, you mentioned the last few days in this week. Um, do you want to talk about anything specific or just the difficulty arising? You know, things were, you know, they, they escalated, I guess. Uh, it started like really small. It was just some stupid... Uh, you know, I mentioned that my wife bought a new car. Mm-hmm. And basically what we did is I gave my car um, um, to the seller. He gave me some money for it. And then I took her car because it was in better condition than mine. 
you know, and the seller was like, yeah, we're going to be really, um, uh, what's the word, honest and fair with you, you know, we're going to give you the best money we can give you, you know. And, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker, you know, I, I, I trust people. That's my You're not a sucker, know. Dominic, but go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, everyone tells me I should toughen up and not to trust people, but... Please don't. No, I... I, I yeah, I you, have, you, you, know. have more, you have more sense than that. You know, that's, that's poor advice. <laughs> yeah, but the fact is that two days later, I saw the car online and uh, the price was quite a bit higher than he said, you know. And the car was sold almost immediately, you know. Wow. And I tried it to not, not, not to take it personal, you know. I, I really tried and I was telling myself and, you know, what's done is done and there is no point of hanging on to this. But still, you know, it, it bothered me. It, oh, it just packed in. You got you stuck know? in the past. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. And maybe not, not, not because of the money, but because of the the way you know that he presented himself that he's going to be so fair with me and then he broke that promise and i guess that that was the part that was painful you know yeah but it, it's also just education in the world you know that uh now when i hear people really emphasizing how honest they are and i know you do the same thing it gives you pause to think <laughs> most people that are really honest don't make a point of how honest they are you know yeah, uh, but also, yeah, you know, Dominic, but... you're also it's an it's an example of impermanence. Meaning, a few days later, you saw a different price. At the time in the deal that you were making, you were satisfied in that moment. It's only later events, worldly events, that disturbed your mind. And so you're right to say, okay, you know, it's done, it's done. You know, maybe I learned something, but you know, we're all living in the world. So you you ended up, your wife got a nice new car, and you got a better car, and you're alive, you're experiencing your life. Uh, this moment, I hope, is meaningful for you. I think it is. Uh, and then looking back, if you, if you withdraw your aversion to the events, then you'll see that clearly that, yeah, it's just, it's just what occurred. And uh, sometimes people get it taken advantage of and sometimes they don't. You know, it's just a world we live in characterized by greed, aversion, and deluded thinking. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I bought a bunch of new cars. There was a time in my life when I was making a lot of money, so I made a point of buying new cars and showing off every year, which was really stupid. But, um, and it was all it, it it became a game for me to to dicker with used car new car salesmen uh, because I back then you could do the research and find out what their wholesale cost was, and I just offered them five hundred dollars over cost. They freaked out, and eventually I got it because, you know, if you're going to walk out, they'd rather make 500 bucks. But um, that's just part of living in the world. So um, maybe one guy actually charged me, you know, I gave him $600 more than I should have. It's just the deal of living in the world, you know. Uh, the, same, the same can happen when you go buy a, a pack of gum, especially today with inflation. You know, there's, there's probably a lot of price gouging. Um, but what are you going to do? You know, we live in the world. I I prefer to have a, a calm and peaceful mind than be too concerned about the people that don't understand how to live in the world uh, through right speech, right action, and right livelihood. You know, so we don't. You know, you are you are naturally um, you're a, a, at least a fifty percent Dharma practitioner just by the way you carry yourself. Meaning, you're not mean. You're a very gentle person. Uh, you're also very 
uh, you have a, a great capacity for circumspection. Um, and the one thing about that is you still judge yourself too harshly, Dominic. And that's not, and again, even that is something to accept. Don't take that as a harsh judgment on my point. Oh, Dominic, you're just a bad person. We're practicing the Dhamma because we do judge ourselves harshly. So this is just another example of that for you to learn from and uh, deepen your concentration over. Yeah. So all of yeah, life is, yeah. is fodder for practice. Yeah, but, you know, that was just, like, the beginning, that was like, you know, nothing really, but... Yeah. Then the next day, uh, well, uh, there's this lady, she used to be my co-worker, not anymore, you know, because I'm... Uh, sorry, my parents just woke up, so it might get a little bit loud. It needs attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we still, you know, see each other like a few times per week and we chat, you know, and she's, she's a nice en enough person, you know, you can talk to and, you know, and her husband died of a heart attack. And, you know, no one expected it. So that kind of, you know, puts you back on, on, on firm ground or how should I say? Yeah, it, can just, it just throws uh, you for a loop. Sure it does. Yeah, and yeah, I'll okay. <laughs> uh, and then in the next few days, so many people that I knew died. Yeah, yeah it, it, one. Uh, he was a little bit older than me, and he got himself killed on a motorbike along with his wife. So they left three children behind. Oh boy! Uh, now I've just learned that you know another his his. I think he was three years older than me. He was a accomplished sportsman back in the days, a gymnast, and he died. Then I found that a neighbor died, and it just, you know, I don't know what's going on. And there was a big accident in one of the in Slovenia in one of the uh, factory. I don't know how, how many people burned up. You know. I don't know how many people died and uh, the people that survived are horribly disfigured. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's just oh, a little too much to take in in a it, few it days, is. you know. it's. And I, I would say, Dominic, you are, you are just a human being to have these feelings and be overcome by all of this tragedy in a very short time. In fact, there... If we had, a, if I, if we were just friends, and I heard you tell me that, but without any concern, I'd think that there's something wrong with you. You should feel this way, you know. But we understand it. What you're describing is what Siddhartha Gotama described upon his awakening. And so, th these things are a consequence of having a human life. Loved ones are going to die. Associates or or just people we know are going to die every single day. It's a consequence of having a human life. What can I do about it? I can understand it. And that reminds me that this moment is the most important moment because I don't know when, you know, I'm going to get a heart attack. The house is going to burn down with me in it, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to get hit by a car. We don't know, you know, the Bahia Sutta. So this moment is the most important moment. Uh, we're beginning um, a series of 14 classes on wise restraint, what this means to actually practice this in this moment. But the whole point, is to be present in this moment without the need for it to be any different. So, 
so what that means, when you hear um, a, a close associate's spouse died or someone you know died, you feel what you feel. You feel the loss. You feel sadness. All of that is appropriate. When you carry it further is where we get into trouble, meaning this should have never happened or how did this happen or why did this happen instead of just experiencing the loss of someone you knew and someone that was close because that's human life. It's just that way. And that may even sound um, grim or dismissive, but it's actually understanding. It's, it's really being uh, in sympathy with the world rather than reacting to it as if it shouldn't happen. But it's the ultimate lesson. This is what we practice for, Dominic. You know, it's, it's not, it's not yeah. so we create a situation yeah. where we're living in this, this blissful cloud that, that life doesn't happen. That's what, that's what most of religion and spirituality try to create in our minds. The Buddha says, you got to be in it to live it. And this is it. You know, you're living it. Um, but you have the refuge of the Dhamma and you have the refuge of a Sangha and you have the refuge of, you know, hopefully a, a knowledgeable teacher. So you're not in it alone. But those ultimate decisions about what you're going to hold in mind are yours. Yeah. That's the big responsibility. And, you know, it reminded me of... Uh, uh, I don't know if you're going to agree, but, you know, a story I read a couple of years ago. It was a Zen monk, but it doesn't matter. Um, so this monk came to to his master and started to say, oh, our, um, I don't know what, it was a king or whatever, you know, the president or whatever. And he started to say, oh, our king is so um, unfair and unjust and he's doing these cruel things and, you know, he he's explaining, you know, what everything that's wrong with him, you know. And he asked the, the, the master, said, is there something that I can do? He said, sure, you can sit down and breathe. Yeah, and, that, you know, that's the beginning of it. But the problem with that and the problem with my problem with Zen is it's it's not just your breath. It's that's yeah, one factor no, of eight. And many people, including myself, got very, very lost, very confused and wasted years of my life thinking that all I got to do is meditate a little bit longer and a little bit harder. And that's a lie. It just is. So, again, I, I'm not disagreeing with the story. It just doesn't go far enough because there's nothing in that practice that takes you to understanding. So in that way, you're using meditation as an escape, aren't you? Not to develop yeah, concentration. As a, I didn't think like that. I just saw it like, you know, there's nothing really you can do, you know, except... Yeah, but there is. Down and accept. But, but, but there's, a, there's a path to that acceptance. So yeah, we can't go from... Let me, let me just use a, 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 an, an unskillful word. This guy is an asshole, but I'm going to be okay with it because I'll meditate on it. Rather than, this guy is a human being who's stuck in ignorance of Four Noble Truths. There's no meditation necessary at that point because you're resting in um, understanding. Yeah. And, and that's the difference because there's nothing to, to take a human being's mind who is conditioned towards hatred or aversion and using just breath meditation to change that thinking. How could it? So this is a direct path where you examine or take notice of your distracting conditioned mind states, recognizing them and abandoning them through jhana meditation. You know, so you're, you're developing what we're talking about is a much broader 
and more inclusive approach than than just just that breath. So it's a useful story, but it just doesn't go far enough. Thank you for listening. I rely on donations to support the continued restoration, preservation, and presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma. If you find benefit here, please consider a donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace.